to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into Take a Weeknights. This is the Don't Punt Hour. I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. Host Demorne Pearsonell in studio as always. Before the break, I asked Demorne Pearsonell if he was a defensive coordinator in the NFL. How in the world do you stop the tush push, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I think there's two ways potentially that you can. Um, but I think the the number one way that will probably be successful is for, um, you know, the defense. So whatever front you want to line up and everything like that, I think, you know, personnel change uh, needs to happen. You need, you know, your bigger set of dudes to kind of clog the middle that are not easily uh, pushed. Would you be willing to plug in like a couple of nose guards in there? For sure. I mean, you're, 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 you're zero, you're, you're zero and your one tech. Both of those needs to be tree stumps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to absolute tree stumps. Yes. Um, and I think necessarily because w- when you look at it, it's like, okay, they're moving people back and everything like that. You know, Kelsey is uh, arguably the best center in the league and everything like that. Um, they they got to be double teaming somebody in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the Eagles are definitely double teaming uh, whichever, whichever player they choose and, you know, they might say in the huddle, okay, now you know where it's going to be this one, or now it's going to be that one, because the quarterback is going wherever you know the center. Yeah, he is going. picks, he does always pick a hip every single so, time. He doesn't wait and look at it. As soon as he huts it, he's either on the left or right hip. So it does kind of indicate they're picking so, someone where that thing's. So, starting. and knowing that and everything like that, you know, I I think the defense has to double team the center. Um, they're moving forward and it, it, with a double team, you're stopping all momentum. So if you stop the center, I think, you know, you pause the the quarterback for a split second and that's pretty much all you need because typically when, you know, quarterback sneaks happen, if that initial dive doesn't work, what do they often do? They bounce or try and pick another hole and that's all you necessarily need. So I think, you know, the defense, some defensive coordinator or something like that has to figure out a way to necessarily double team the center to stop his momentum of, of moving forward. Um, you meet that with friction, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a standstill. You know, I know they're, they're, they're big guys and, you know, they can, they're, they're typically used to, to double teams and everything like that. But I mean, that's still, you know, hard to do. And then you got your, you know, your two inside linebackers, bring them, bring them up and you just got to have, you know, let them go, uh, go off the double team. And hopefully, you know, that, that the, their linebacker will meet, the quarterback in a hole or stood or, or give the momentum to, to push it back and go the opposite way. Cause if you bounce, you got somebody cleaning up out, um, outside, but they're, they're so focused either going a or B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they definitely have to double team the center regardless. And so, so you're saying personnel change, double team the center, try and, and, to and, go and, get and, them and, to bounce. And, 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 and it's hard necessarily like to even do that. Uh, cause that's something yeah, you know, that, that, that they, that they'll call mm-hmm. just, just, They'll call, you know, it out of nowhere. So, you know, condense your condense your D lineman and have, you know, whoever your zero or your one, you know what I'm saying, on either side, just double take. Like your job is to double double the center. You stop him, I think you stop penetrate. I think you stop, you know, forward progress and penetration. 
So they double team him, push him back or get it a stalemate and everything like that. The quarterback has a split second to hesitate. And then, you know, now you're just holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, the rest of your gang can somebody can be, you know, a single come through and, you know, get him to stop his feet or make him bounce and everything like that. And then I think that's how you kind of have to combat that. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. Yes. You're, you're talking about, you know, the Eagles who have the best offensive line, period, in the game. Like that's they're not they got three po- three pro bowlers. Well, that's what leads into my next question. Is this ever going to be replicated again throughout the league? And if so, you know, what will we ever see to this level? Um the league is a copy paste league. Mm-hmm. But the copy and paste thing has been bad it, this year with teams that, that have that, tried. But that, that's fine. So you will have it show up, you know, years later down the line. For instance, one team was trading all of their first round picks. Now everybody and they won a Super Bowl and they created a super team and they went all out for, you know, two or three years. The Rams mm-hmm. went all out to get what they wanted and everything like that. And then what happened after that? They traded their players away for trade capital and everything like that. So everybody started all thinking, okay, well, the way that they are looking at it and evaluating, okay, well, maybe we need to adapt and uh, do that. So when I say the league is a copy and paste, they they found something. So at some point in time, what the Eagles are doing, uh, somebody will figure out 2.0 of it. Now, it may take, you know, a couple years down the road. Now, will you see it as quick and everything like that? No, I don't think you will. But to be honest, I think really when you look at it, the Eagles have done the same thing that the Rams have with the drafting well. Yeah, and, I agree there. And, and keeping, you know, players there that on, you know, fairly, fairly fair deals to play because, you know, they, they're playing for a bigger, you know, purpose of things of trying to win a Super Bowl and everything like that. I don't think the team that's in Philly, I don't think they will be together much, too much longer. It's too much money. Well, you Jason got, Kelsey, too, is looking to retire here pretty soon, too. We talk, kind of talked I mean, about you, him, you, one of the best centers in the league. You you got him. You got you got him retirement, but you got, you know, Fletcher Cox, who's mm-hmm. arguably, you know, he's he's not a slouch. Probably one of the best at his position as well. You and, can argue. So, and, you know, so a lot, of, a lot of dudes on that team, I know with this past year, decided not to necessarily go after the money just to, okay, well, let me do what I can for a year and then we'll see if we can get back to the Super Bowl and win it and go on there. Not every dude is necessarily like that. Not, you know, not every uh, locker room is like that to where dudes will, you know, sacrifice, you know, financial, um, you know, b- benefits over the team and everything like that. So, um, I mean, and then the Eagles have done a, a, a great um, job of, you know, getting the guys that they want in the draft who fit their system and whatnot. So it's just, it's, and the Rams have, the Rams have been drafting, you know, good players for years mm-hmm. with, with McVay who fit, you know, what they want to do on the offensive defensive side. So you'll see 2.0s of what people are doing X, Y, and Z, but can it last? I don't think so because all good things come to an end at some point in, yeah. in the game of football. You're not going to play it forever. You know, people, you have people uh, problem with people's, you know, you have defensive coordinators coming in or defensive coordinators leaving and dudes, uh, it's just not the same and not replicating and it, it'll be a problem left, right. So I don't, I don't think that team will be what that team is here in the, in the, in the near future. You got, like I said, and it, Looking at the money wise, like the, the cap stuff, I don't know what the cap is. I haven't even figured it out. <laughs> or the numbers, what stuff or so I don't I don't know how they do it or whatever tax cuts or whatever they got going on to to make things work, but you got 
a certain amount of percentage that you are paying on the offensive side. When I say that, okay, you got Lane who, you know, he's getting paid a certain amount. You got Kelsey, he's getting paid a certain amount. You got um, uh, Jalen Hurts who's getting paid a certain amount. You got uh, the, what's his name, Goddard? Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Uh, didn't he just get a contract like a year or two ago or something like that? Yeah, or, so he, or, or, he's due, or he's due for a contract? Okay, you got him being paid. Then you got, you know, A.J. Brown and you got Devontae, you know, Smith, mm-hmm. who's still on his rookie deal and everything like that. So you you got dudes that are coming up that are about to get that that need that will need to get paid. And if y'all can't pay them, then they'll go somewhere else. Yeah, fair enough. If Like you said, if they don't make that run last year, who knows how many of those guys stick around. Because uh, you, you can't keep everybody, you know, on rookie deals. And not everybody every single year. Would, well, yeah, I did that last year. And then, you know, when it comes times to cashing out and everything like that, you know, the, the NFL owners, they're cheap. So, you know, they're not – well, your numbers are down. So now they're not going to be paying you what you should have been – what you should have got, what you should have got because, you know, your numbers are down. Well, you didn't have the same year as you did last year with – I, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a lot of, it's a, it's a, it's a different, um, you know, Rubik's cube to fix and how to fit those pieces <laughs> in and yeah. which ones to switch in. And so it's, we definitely every organization is different. I want to ask you, cause I know your NFL aspirations are still there, but I know there's some uh, practice facilities that are, some are great and some are not so great. I can tell you the greatest one. I mean, the, the, you can tell me the great ones. Vegas. Vegas practice facility was crazy. The, the the new thing that they bid out in in Henderson. What makes it not? Is it just location or is it everything? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know. Um, I mean, and and I, I've been to Dallas. I understand, um, you know, what they what Jerry is doing down there, down there, and everything like that. Dallas has another good facility. Uh, I'd hope so. They got a massive fan base that's pouring money into that. I mean, the star. Have you you have have you been to Dallas? The star? No, I've never actually been. The star or something serious. Really? Yeah. That the this star is nice. What's uh what's been the maybe we should save that one. We we can get it real quick here. What's one of the coolest or one of your favorite scenes you've ever been in? The star and what else? The star is the star is the is is Dallas uh practice facility. That's not their that's not their stadium. Okay. That's their that's their practice facility. What's the name of their actual stadium? I'm uh, blanking. I can't remember. I can't remember. Let me look it up quick. But I, tell think, me I, think, the, I think it's A&T Bank. I think it's A&T It might just Bank. be. They change all the time now. I, like, um, I still call it Pittsburgh Heinz Field. I can't get I, I can't get over some of those name changes. Um, Depending on... De- it, it depends because atmosphere, atmospheres can change. So it depends on who they're playing and, and everything like that. Um. Pittsburgh has a has a has a cool atmosphere and everything like that because you know the owner can pick up the phone and play their song and the place will go nuts. Like you hear the heartbeat and uh, literally the, the the stadium will start to shake. It, it goes wild. Um, when I, I will say I know a lot of Steelers fans. I feel like those guys don't mess around. Like no. their their basement's probably yellow. <laughs> For sure, or black and gold. Excuse uh, me. Like you, like you, you'll hear the. And I mean, you can look this up on. Uh, you can you can look it up um, on YouTube. It's the it's like the gallows or something like that. Because um, I, I remember we was in Denver and we were going out there and it was like literally like the owner when the owner he'll only play once a game when they need like energy or something like that. Like he'll literally pick the phone up. He can play the <laughs> first quarter, second quarter. It's whenever he feels like, like, they you know, the juice. like they need the juice. And, uh, I think it was in 21, uh, we were, we were there and it was a one possession game. Like we were going down to, uh, 
to we were going down to score to win the game. And on that drive, they call a timeout or something like that. And when I tell you all hell broke loose all after that song, I was like, oh, it like, okay, this is this is different. <laughs> um I think Denver's atmosphere atmosphere is great. Maybe not this season, but in years past, definitely. But I mean when Vaughn was there and everything like that mm-hmm. and, and he's doing what he's doing and everything like that, like it, Man, he was there with that defense. Oh yeah. my god. Um I think like I said, the, the Vegas and I mean in, in Las Vegas, they have nightclubs in the stadium. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm serious. The end zone, the end zone with the flame, like the, the like that end zone, there's a whole like sec yeah. I believe it. I've been seeing some crazy stuff at uh, Lo Fi Stadium. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to a 49ers game, but I've played in a 49ers stadium. So I can only imagine necessarily like what that's like. And, you know, people in, in the Bay Area are fanatics about, you know, their team. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it is, like how that, you know, organization and how that fan base is about their team. Uh, Phillies fans are crazy. They're mean, reckless, ruthless. Um, Tends to be a common trend. Philadelphia 76ers, you're getting the same. Buffalo's atmosphere is crazy, too. Yeah, that one, they embrace the Colts. Like Buff, nobody Buff, else. Buff, Buffalo's atmosphere is crazy. Like it, it's different. It it, it is. Um, it's just like the the fan base. Like you just feel the chaoticness. Like when you're walking in, you see they the jump tables. through tables. Yeah. They they set people on fire. Like you're insane for what bare shirt and like no, I'm not doing that. I'm they sorry. probably got the toughest tailgates. I won't say the best, but the toughest because they'll bear bear through 30 mile an hour winds, freezing weather. Have you been to a Chicago tailgate? No, but I imagine Buffalo gets colder than Chicago. Uh, More often, at least. I'll give you that. Um, I'm trying to think. It was another team. Uh, I just had it. I was just thinking about it. Wisconsin's got to be um, different just because that fan base is incredibly loyal. Um, we played the Giants in New York on 9-11, or the day after uh, 9-11. I can't, I can't remember exactly. But it was the, it was the 9-11 like, tribute. Like, that atmosphere was crazy. Oh, yeah. A lot of emotions uh, going into that. So, you know, so, like, I've been in different places to, like, where to say, like, who has the best, um, the Chargers stadium. Like, that's that's a real stadium. Uh, so, it, it just depends on, you know, who you're playing. Like, I, I didn't been in Arrowhead when the Raiders came and played the Chiefs and won, and uh, Gruden took a victory lap around the stadium. <laughs> like I was on the bus when that happened. Like I was, I was there. So wait, Gruden decided who called out for the victory lap? Gruden. Gruden. <laughs> yes. We. It was. Uh. Is it twenty? It was, I think it was twenty twenty. I think maybe. Uh. We we they played in it was a, it was a, it's the last time the the Raiders beat, uh, the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Okay, wait. We might we don't have to pause on this and hear this on the next break because I don't <laughs> I don't want to cut it off short. <laughs> well, you're about the Gruden victory lap after being the Chiefs at Arrowhead. We'll do that on the next segment again. Don't punt hour. I'm Harrison Demorne Pearsonell. More up next.